Hi, I'm Keisha Bisram. And I'm Hanji Chow. And you're listening to the Every Shade Podcast. Season two. Hello. Hanji. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Sorry I'm late. It's okay. You're all good. Ooh, what you eating? How are you? Oh, just like some whole grain bite. I don't know what the fuck it is. It's um, but it is <laughs> roasted onion and turmeric. Oh, oh, that's semi healthy, yeah, I guess. Mm. And chips. Yeah, how are you doing? I'm good. I have some news. I got my first dose of the vaccine. Yay! Yeah, I think after we spoke, I think like I was still stalking the website. After and you then, spoke, you were like, I should go get vaccinated. <laughs> and after the whole vaccine conversation, well, I was talking to the website a bit more because, to be honest, before I spoke to you, I was looking at the website, but I was kind of lazy of like searching. Before you spoke to me, you were a bit of an anti vaxxer. Yeah. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> bit, I was 100%. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Um, after you spoke to me, you were like, yeah, maybe he's right. Maybe I should go get vaccinated and not kill my parents. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but I got it. It was, it was, it took a bit of while just to get an appointment after stalking the website for a while, but then I ended up getting it. Uh, I think I got it, what's today? Thursday. I got it Tuesday morning. Amazing. And um, it's funny because, like, I haven't really had that much human interaction. So I guess having, like, an appointment was kind of exciting to do. Right. I felt, I felt nervous that morning. I felt like I was going on a date. Yeah. <laughs> And now, and, and now you can go hug it. Well, once you get the second dose, you can go hug second everyone. Dose. Yeah, and then and then when I went to get it, I, I got it at Walgreens at a pharmacy. And then, I don't know, it, it was pretty, I mean, the whole process was kind of dull. Mm. Like, you just, it was like, you walk in um, to the back of the store, and then they, there's like a waiting area. And then they take you into the back of the pharmacy itself. But they took me into this like back corner of like the exit. And they just stuck a needle in me, and that was it. I didn't get a sticker, no lollipop. What? No <laughs> oh. The guy no was like, incentives? okay, thank you. And I was like, that's it? <laughs> but um, when's your second dose? It's at the end of this month. Okay. 20th, 20th 21st, something, something like that. Um, yeah, I know, it's, it's kind of nice. It was like a nice peace of mind that I finally got it. Because, I don't know, making appointments for anything is just too stressful for me <laughs> right but also but also taking it must have felt really good yeah you're it's like oh i feel good it's, it's like it's like a it's like a, a weight being lifted off you right yeah halfway halfway right. yeah <laughs> yeah half a weight yeah. oh that's good that's great that's great yeah. news um <clears throat> i hope you're i hope you're able to get it soon uh didn't they, I hope so didn't they, too. they not live more uh i guess for the uk i mean do they not um isn't it like anybody above 35 that can get no i think they're vaccinated? they're currently working on um 40 mid late 40s i think oh, okay gotcha, um, gotcha. um but then i think the reason why they're they were able to to vaccinate so quickly to begin with was because they extended the amount of the 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 amount of time between the first and second dose so my parents already had their their first dose but whereas you only had it you you only had it like this week and your second dose is what towards the end of the month right so it's like what three weeks whereas my parents have to wait like 10 weeks Oh. For the second dose, yeah, it's it's like whatever, but um, but um, yeah, so it's ten weeks. So because because they extended the gap between the first and second dose, they were able to vaccinate more people. Oh, interesting. Mm. Huh. But yeah. Okay. But um, but I don't know. They're like we're currently working on forties. We'll see. If I'm, I you know whatever. At, at this point, I'm just over it. You know, and yeah. and then also this week, you know, Britain solved racism, so that's that. Oh that's yeah, it. great. It's over now. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's over. And 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 also, it should be noted that Britain should be a model for other white majority countries. Oh my god! Don't even get me started on that. I can't. I 
I, yeah, you go <laughs> If you read the article, I read the article yesterday. Even the headline was like a doozy. And um, I start reading the article and I was like, wow, this is kind of wild. Um, and it's so, it's so ridiculous. And then, and then throughout the course of the day yesterday, um, the article updated and just more stuff was added on. And I was like, I can't read this because this is just so, this is just crazy to me. Um, it was just like, it was just typical British sort of sweet, it all under the carpet mentality yeah. <laughs> like you know hear no evil see no evil all that rubbish um yeah. so yeah this will just completely ignore it so so yeah so they solved racism and um whilst we're not exactly in a post-racial britain right now quote unquote um and you know th- there is overt racism but there's no rec- there's no evidence of institutionalized racism said the country that started colonialism. I was going to say, <laughs> they're the root cause <laughs> right? of all the issues we have in this world. Like, any, I mean, any any trace back of like any any sort of like colorism, slavery, mm-hmm. uh, racial like in, in mm-hmm. our institution, all all of that, it all traces back to England. And it's like, yep. listen, but, like, you know, I mean, I. Don't, I, I, I I guess Britain solved it. That's the, that's their reparations done. Um, it's it's really like put, putting the blame on somebody else, right? Like, oh well, America did a great job on slavery, but we never did slavery. Even <laughs> right. we, yeah. Even though we yeah. kind of were the catalyst to it, but we just mm-hmm. we didn't do it. So <laughs> it's really wild. I mean, if you get a chance to read the article, I've not read, yeah. read the updated version of it yet. I don't want to. Um, but if you get a chance to read it, it's. Uh, It'll make a blood boil. I feel like I should read it just to know what's being said, but at the same time, I feel like it's going to get me so angry. Yeah, I mean, it's very much like, um, and also obviously this week was the start of um, um, Derek Chauvin's um, mm, yeah. uh, murder trial. Yeah. Um, and um, so it also like coincided a little bit. But but if you if you tuned into a little bit of that um, trial. Um, the defense for Derek Chauvin is very much um, kind of similar. Uh, it's very dismissive. Yeah, yeah. It's very dismissive. It, it is it very, really, very dismissive. I think after seeing some of the things that have come out, I haven't really delved into it as deeply, but um, seeing some of the things that have come out, it's extremely dismissive for something that was so traumatizing. <laughs> you know. Yeah, just, and I mean, even the testimonies from the... Sorry, even the the yeah. um, I think I just interrupted you there, Braxton, just because of the lag. But um, but the um, testimonies from the two girls, the the the, the then seventeen year old girl and her little cousin who's in first grade, mm-hmm. the testimonies from them was like, this should just be it, like this should just be an open and closed case. But um, but you know the the the, the yeah. Like you said, the defense was very dismissive. Um, it tried to like blame the crowd that was standing around by you know by painting them to be um, aggressive, and 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 because of their aggression, it, they they flustered the um, uh, the cops, which yeah. I I guess it's, it's a defense. <laughs> it's, it's very fascinating to me because. I don't even want to get into trauma, like the trauma that came from his death, because mm. it is, it is really um, disturbing. But it is fascinating to me how, I guess, how much like toxic male privilege can allow someone mm. to to feel. I mean, I'm a woman and a woman of color, and like you know, you're a minority as well. So it's like we don't feel this, mm. right? But the, the feeling mm. of being so privileged to be allowed to to touch somebody mm. a certain way. And to not even treat someone like another human being, mm. and to continue to to to, to just because the fact that I mean the guy the guy's knee was on his body for mm. a good solid almost almost nine minutes. That's a mm. long. Well, I think it turned out to be a lot longer than nine minutes. Wasn't it like eight minutes and forty? 
graphics? Yeah, I think that was the initial. That was what we saw. But then, uh, oh, it, you mean like uh, the like, yeah, 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 right, that was right. the video. And then, yeah. yeah, and then apparently in the courtroom was revealed that he was actually on his neck for over nine minutes. Right, but and it was so like, and also like what's, I think what's going on right now. Like fast forward to now, the fact that there are people who are okay with him having done that. Mm. You know, I mean, obviously there's a lot of people who are disturbed by it, but there are also those who support this guy. Right, who are complicit in the whole thing. Yeah. Totally. And it's just, I, I can't, I mean, how could you be so emotionally removed from, from that whole thing? Mm. I just don't understand. I just, I, I can't make, really make the connection. I know, like, on mm. paper what that could be, but I, uh, me, myself, it's like, I, I can't understand, like, how in someone's mind, like, that's, that's okay to do to somebody. I don't mm. care if he was a criminal. You know, I, I know that there's that, that, that whole, like, defense, like, oh, like, he was a criminal, he's this, he's not that good of a guy, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, it doesn't really mm. matter. <laughs> like, you still yeah. should not be doing that. Yeah. You know, unless, like, he was threatening someone's life, like, in the moment. Right. I get it. There's self-defense. But that, that wasn't even right. happening. I mean, they were trying to paint him out to be, you know, the six foot four angry black man. And even yeah, the defense in the courtroom was trying to paint one of the witnesses as an angry black man. And thank God he didn't take the bait for it. And yeah. and so it's just, you know, like I said, being dismissive and 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 just pretending that it's not there and, and, and trying to shift the blame onto someone else. But um, but what you were saying about um, how you know it's so hard to comprehend why someone would be complicit in sort of this act of violence, you know. Again, this week there was that um, there was that horrible, shocking video where that Filipino woman got kicked in the face, like yeah. repeatedly. Yeah. That's like sure. That's like in and of itself a terrible thing. And then the second crime that happened happened simultaneously when the security guard closed the door on her, and just Which like I, I complete, cannot understand. Like, right? I can't <laughs> understand that. I, I can't understand. It's, it's so fucking crazy. Like you just shut the door on her to like nope. It's not happening. It's not. I'm just. I'm not dealing with that. <laughs> not only to like he just he just he was staring the entire time and also slowly closed the door like, yeah how, and then just turned around with his back to her and walked away i cannot i i saw that video because a friend of mine she's um she's vietnamese and she's her and i've been talking about what's happening with you know the asian hate crimes and stuff and how it affected her the whole year not just you know the past couple weeks slash months but she sent me that video, and I was, I, my, my first, I mean, uh, yes, what that guy did to her, that woman is disturbing, but for some reason, I find with the security guard, what he did was even far more disturbing, mm. because he was uh, watching, yeah. he was watching the whole thing happen, happening well, yeah. eyes. He actively participated in the exactly. whole thing. Yeah. And, 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 and part of me is like, I get it if you're like a passerby, who who just witnesses the whole thing and doesn't want to be involved and so just like lets it happen. I I, I guess I understand that because um, you you don't know what to do in that situation. Not that yeah. I'm saying that I condone that that response because that shouldn't be that you know. But if you're a security guard who is <laughs> guarding an apartment building or whatever building it was. And you don't use whatever skills you have in that job to help someone who's literally right outside your door. Yeah. It yeah. It's it's you're right. Like it's all. I would say it's equally as bad as the guy kicking her, or worse. Um, yeah. But yeah, when I, when 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 I watched that video, like I watched, I I, I sort of played it two or three times um as the story like he full-on that first kick like just sent her flying and then the subsequent quick kicks afterwards like put so much fucking force behind it it was really like kind of oh my god and yeah the guy the security guard not not doing anything or even like the cars driving by 
or like mm-hmm. I'm sure there was someone else on the street, but like no one helped her. And then he just walks over her and just crosses the street. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I get it. I, I feel like as a passerby, when you're just walking by and seeing something it's a shock to the system because yeah. you, you people freeze you know and i mm. i understand I, I know this whole thing about like you know being a bystander is not um not a good thing like you have to take action but sometimes in the moment it's it is a little sometimes people freeze when they get shocked or they don't know they don't know what to do and that person mm. may have mm. left it you don't know but right. yeah as a security guard it's like I don't know. yeah dude you are, <laughs> this is what your job is about like you are <laughs> like what are you what even if you physically can't do something it's like the first thing you do is call 911 i don't know i just i don't yeah i don't know that whole thing was also really disturbing too yeah I, and, I just, and you know I, you know i read somewhere where where the security guard or security guards were suspended but i'm like is that enough though i don't think suspension is enough frankly no yeah something like that i don't think so either like you you failed like it's literally on camera that you just ignored this woman and you just watched the crime happen and you didn't help her um yeah it's it's you know that should just be an open and close um close situation much like um derek chauvin's um murder trial like it's all on tape it's all on tape right there yeah i mean that I think what's what's so annoying. I mean, these acts will just continue to happen, mm. and either get worse or just stay the same. Because I, f- mm. I remember years years was it twenty fourteen when um uh um, Eric Garner uh that was also caught on tape too, mm. and I guess the way the cop was treated after that it was so angering to see that he wasn't even there was no justice really, right. And it's like mm. even starting from that, like that was like a couple of, that was years ago, and then it's like all these other acts of crime that have happened towards minorities. It's just like it just it's it's it's, it's never gonna end, <laughs> you know. Like if, mm. if if no one if like if a security guard gets suspended and that's all he ever gets, he gets a slap on the wrist, and like that's just mm. I think that sort of act tells people that it's okay to do these things because. Oh. You're yeah. you're gonna get like a temporary punishment, but then you can yeah, go back just get to a slap life. on the wrist. Exactly. Meanwhile, you know what happens to these other people? They either die or they're traumatized for life. Yeah. And even the ones who I suffer mean, trauma and people who suffer trauma around them, it's like they get stuck under the rug as well. So. After all, you just had a a, a um a president for the last four years that perpetuated this vitriol against everything foreign. Um, so, and, 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 and nothing's happened to him, you know, he no. may be under, he may be under multiple investigations, but nothing's actually happened. Which again, just shows that it, it gives allowance for, for exactly. That, that it just sets like, precedence for, for people to just do whatever they want. Yeah. Especially for like, I mean, I think when it comes to like, you know, male toxicity and privilege, yeah. it, it's, it's allowing that aggressive behavior to to be normalized you know it's even though it's not but like uh, the other day i mean after the the shooting in atlanta my mom my mom and i were talking and she was saying to me she's like you know i have a feeling this has everything that's been happening the past couple of months it it has to do with it has to do with trump and i was like well yeah of course because he he allowed violence to be okay you know, he allowed male aggression for that to be okay. He allowed for right. racism to be okay. Like, he he gave these people the green light and he gave them the comfort. Yeah, exactly. To, to quote unquote, speak up and and to be, be quote unquote themselves and like he he allowed that behavior to be normal. Mm. And like, no, exactly. That's so true. So it's like these people are just they're they're comfortable. <laughs> they got they got too comfortable, you know and. Mm. Mm. It's going to continue. And, you know, everything that we've just spoken about, funnily enough, ties in really well to the movie we just watched this week. Okay. When did you watch it? When did I watch it? I actually watched yeah. it. Okay. So I started watching it last night. Yeah. Um, but then because I started watching it, like, super late, I was struggling to, like, pay attention to it. So I watched it again this morning. 
Okay, so Parasite's a film that I've been wanting to watch for a long time because I love that director. Like, I love yeah. his his works are yeah. so phenomenal. Like, I've been watching right. his like movies for years now. So like, that was a movie that I was kind of um, late on. Unfortunately, I don't know why. It was for mm. a reason. <laughs> no, but, same. I mean. I, I wanted to watch it back when it won the Academy Award in 2019. Yeah. So, so that's, that's right. So, so we watched Parasite by um, Bong Joon Ho, directed by Bong Joon Ho, who also did um, oh, Snowpiercer, yeah. right, a yeah. few years ago, which was sort of you know the stuff that he the stuff that he he makes is all very um, it's like a commentary on social injustices. But uh, yeah, no, did, for, like you, I, I I didn't watch it for ages. Yeah, he did Okja. Did he do the host as well? Uh, I don't know actually. I can't remember. Let's have a look. That, that, that's like years old. I don't know. Let's see. He's done loads. He just he's done loads of stuff though. Um, he he did. The host. Yeah, he did the host back in two thousand six. That's when I first saw his movie. Oh, I never saw that. Oh my god, that, that's a really good film. That, I'm, I'm I'm looking at the, the 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 movie poster for it. It's the same guy who was in Parasite. Yeah, well, I was gonna say okay. So if if you haven't seen the host, it's interesting because I I love the host. I saw it a few times. I was obsessed with that film. And watching mm. Parasite, I was like, there's some similarities here. Um, but I'm not gonna get into mm. it too much because you haven't seen it. I highly highly recommend it. But yeah, I watched it last night or yesterday during the day and I, I felt like I just need to rewatch it again because I feel like there were so many things happening in the film visually and like even with the characters and I, I felt like there were things that I'm sure that I've missed mm. but I I mean I was I was so drawn into the movie I really loved it and I also I also I just I, I don't even know where to start with the film I just loved the whole dynamic between the two families and yeah. I loved how universal the message was too. Right. So I got really annoyed about it towards the end, actually. Like really, really frustrated about about it, just because just because they've the 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 you know they found themselves they found themselves in this situation after yeah. being so reckless and the line that really annoyed me was when the daughter asked, what's the plan now? Like, we didn't plan for this. And I'm like, yes, you fucking did. <laughs> yeah, when she was freaking out, I was like, you guys are, you guys are idiots. Like, I got <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and throughout, you know, towards the second half of the film, I kept, I, I, I kept asking myself these questions like, what possessed you to go this far with it and like even you know there was no indication of them having ever been um uh having ever had these sort of tendencies before right um you know all we know is that the daughter was was good at photoshop and like you know made shit up um but then even at the start of the film when his friends like when his friend Min is like asking him to, you know, take over for him mm. as as an English tutor, the kid himself, you know, he was he was very sort of apprehensive about it and wasn't sure. But then to go from that to lying about his sister being this amazing art teacher, I was like, what happened? Like yeah. I that makes no sense. And then and then from that to the sister making up to the sister framing um the driver for something and it just kind of just kept escalating it just made it made little sense to me i mean i i understood the temptation to get going but i just didn't see why all of a sudden she's like getting people fired and like causing people to go to the hospital it was just a little random at, the, um, at one point and and and, think, and also yeah. why they would do it to 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 such nice quote unquote uh, nice quote unquote people, and mm-hmm. they even said themselves they were like you know these are not, these are good people 
Yeah, I, I actually liked the Rich family, liked, quote unquote. I'm not saying <laughs> I liked them, but because uh, I had some issues with her at that too. But like, I think it's interesting that she did say, what's the plan now? Because in the beginning, I'm like, they didn't really have, they didn't really have a plan, right? Like these guys, I mean, that family, they just needed to make money. They lived in a basement with bugs, with moldy bread. And that's just their way of surviving. That That's that class. Like I, I loved the divide of the class. You know, I think mm. of, of classism there, it was so perfectly mm. done, the dynamic between the two families and also the two fathers and everything. But when it comes to like the, the that, that line where she says, what's the plan? It's like, well, yeah, they planned as they went along, but at the same time, they didn't really have a goal in the beginning. It was just happening to them as it was mm. happening. And they were just taking the opportunity because they needed to survive. They needed money. They needed to eat. Um, even though they were a family unit being together, like they just needed to live. And they did it by thriving off this family. And mm. yeah, they lied. I don't know. I don't know where the motivation of lying even came from. I don't know if it was to like, you know, to to protect themselves from um, from being humiliated because in the beginning they were humiliated humiliated by that pizza company, mm. and you can see that they were kind of embarrassed and things like that. So I don't know if that was just covered that part of themselves. They were able to like be other people without having to show that they were poor. The only mm. the only time that it, they they were shown as being poor is that when they were talking about like the smell of their bodies and that's when you saw the humiliation mm. in their faces um yeah i like i mean I, I thought it was really interesting yeah what I, what I did like about this film that i thought was interesting is because sometimes i think when we watch films with like with rich families or people who are really really wealthy they come up as like evil and and psychologically disturbed all. and they actually weren't like I. I thought I was gonna hate the father, like really hate him, but I'm like, oh, he's he's just the father was great. As like a guy who just works and he has a good relationship with his kids and yeah. his wife, and his wife is kind of weird, you know. She's a little naive, very naive. <laughs> she was a little kooky, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and like they cared about their house, their house uh, keeper, and like. Oh my god, the, okay. Can we just talk about the house? Because the house was beautiful. Like, yeah, I yeah, want the house. <laughs> which, which I love. I, I love the, the setup of the house because I think oh, yeah. visually, the way it was filmed, it was like Oof. orchestrated so wonderfully. It I, was, I was gorgeous. I was so moved by the camera movements, like within that house setup. It was mm. very interesting, mm. very fascinating. And like, the, 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 there was that one shot where with the, um, uh, in the living room, looking out into the into the garden. Oh my! The garden yeah. is like beautiful, and all the trees and oh, it was mm-hmm. it was like a kind of like a little painting, but um, it was really beautiful. Um, but no, I want that. I like I would love that house. Um, I love. Are you gonna be? Are you gonna be a tutor for a while? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna lie my way into whoever's living there right now. It's a lot of whoever's living there right now, and just instill myself there. Um, <laughs> You better get me. <laughs> but the house was beautiful, and it, the, what made me laugh at one point though was when was when she texted uh, was when the wife texted um, uh, the father, um, who was posing as the chauffeur. Um, it was like second floor sauna room. Don't let her see you. And I'm like, it's a second floor sauna room. Like, is there a third floor? what (laughs) yeah i remember that i'm like i thought it was really odd i was like like, it's a very like yeah you specifically you specified second floor sauna room um but everything in the house is just gorgeous i mean like the bedrooms and oh my god and they had this giant walk-in closet yeah i I, I going back to the father, um, it was interesting to see the dynamic between both fathers. Mm. And like, I felt really sorry for, for the father in the end, for both of them in some sort of way, but especially the, the chauffeur, mm. um, the, guy, uh, the father posing as a chauffeur. I felt a little sorry for him in the end because I felt like, I felt like in the, in the beginning, I mean, he, he was like this throughout the whole film, but I think in every family dynamic in every culture around the world, which again, I, I liked the fact that this film wasn't very 
yeah, there, there were a lot of like uh, cultural um, things about being South Korean and North Korean mm, in the film. Mm. But I think even for me watching it, I, I can heavily relate to it or, or apply this to, to any family dynamic in any country. Because mm. I felt like the father, he, <laughs> he wasn't your typical, you know, I guess, alpha male father that brought home the bacon that kept his family together mm. that was uniting his family like he didn't really do that the person uniting the family was almost the son i guess mm. or the son and daughter and he wasn't really strong in that sense i, I, I guess the way that um, the fathers are supposed to be you know strong whereas the other father the wealthy the wealthier man like he had his you know his work set up and he had his family structured and like everyone was taken care of and he was there but like I I liked what separated the both of them was the fact that the chauffeur quote-unquote smelled bad and that I think that that sort of behavior divided you know their 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 backgrounds completely and it just showed like the two different worlds that they both live in and in a way, yeah. it's like I felt sorry for the for the father, but then in another way, it's like I kind of under I I we all know what that's like to be there to like be next to someone on a subway mm. and just being kind of grossed out by somebody, and you automatically separate yourself from them. Or even when mm. they, it just kind of showed like how separate the wealthy family was because they were like, oh, I haven't rode the subway in years, and it's like they're so far removed from reality. But at the same time, mm. they're like a third of their good family unit. Yeah. I mean, I the, 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 yeah. there was some stuff that they were very. Oh, it was like, oh, they were so out of touch. <laughs> like, yeah. Like when they were preparing to go to the camping trip, and she goes down to the basement. And she's like, "Can you get the outdoor projector as well?" I'm like, yeah. "Okay, <laughs> who are you?" Um, it was so. Th- th- there were lots of stuff that 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 made them a little a little out of touch. Yeah. But I also understand that you know they have all this money and they can they can enjoy life and they can just afford it. Um, but uh but no you're right the 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 poor family um i mean both both families felt very much like um their own unit in a way um but yeah the 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 wealthier family was a little was a was a smidge out of out of touch yeah yeah definitely there is something, I mean, I, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to bring up this film so much because I, I think I want you to watch it. I think you find it very interesting too. Um, but there is something that this director does with his films that he has a very interesting way of depicting a family without having to show the loving, affection nature of a family. Mm. Or like even like a dysfunctional relationship. It's like, yeah, there's dysfunction in some in this family, and there's love in this family too, in both families. But he doesn't go out of his way to have to show that. But you can see that how you can see them as a family unit, like how how closely you know relate, like how close their relationships and how much they depend on each other so much, and how much they move as one unit. But he has a way of depicting them that family is somewhat like important to these people without having to say it. I don't know if that makes any sense at all because I remember I remember seeing the host and he did the same thing with the host. It's like something happens in the host where um, this family that's so different from one another and that they're not really together, but like they move as a unit. They have this goal that they, they just kind of uh, support each other without having to say anything that they're supporting mm. one another. Because I feel like, I don't know what it is. I feel like a lot of films that I see that that it's about families. It's like they always have to have some weird relationship with one another. They have to say that they love each other. Mm. They have to show affection or they have to show that they're high dysfunction. And it's like, no, like even with Parasite, it's like this, this family, the poor family, they, um, you know, they, they're moving as a unit all together because this is just what they do as survival. But they're never expressing to each other like how much they love one another or how much they mean to one another. It's like, mm. no, this is just what the family does. Mm. Like this is what they just do, even though they are parasitic. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah, 
because <laughs> yeah, even like the brother and the sister it's like their dynamic it's like you know that they're brothers and sisters but they're not having the brotherly sister fight or like no. you know what i mean like they're not having that um even the husband and wife it's like they're not really showing like that affection or that sort of um partnership that husbands and wives are supposed to quote-unquote have with mm. But they're moving. They're mm. doing. They're just. They're just moving together. As I don't know how to explain that. I feel like there's better mm. ways. To no, that makes sense. No, no, yeah. that makes sense. But um, oh, are we allowed to talk about the end? Yes. I mean, okay. I feel like all of these reviews are all going to be spoiler alerts anyway. It's, it's going to be spoiler. It's going to be spoiler spoilers anyway. <laughs> but um, but um. Yes, let's talk about the ending. What do you What do you think actually happens? after after the movie ends like you know we 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 see him we see him writing a letter um to his father um and and then we see clips of of what we uh, assume is in the future but then we cut back to the present again so we don't actually know in my in my interpretation is that we don't actually know that that's what's going to happen that's just you know the, the 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 flash forward bit is more his fantasy of what's going to happen. Yeah. I had, what do you? Oh, I had two answers to that. So at first, I thought um, when the movie like officially ended, at first I thought it's never going to happen because, like I said, they didn't really have a secure plan in the first place, and they're reckless as fuck like they're so reckless like even though they were able to move and stuff move around and got what they needed at some point they were just so reckless and so clumsy um i don't see it i don't foresee it happening and i don't think the son was as i don't think he was as brilliant as a daughter was no i thought i thought the real like i i felt it was more it was very interesting that the daughter out of all four of them was the one to die first because she is the smartest one and she got caught blindsided completely. If had she not been caught blindsided, I think she would have been able to kill one of uh, the other couple, or one of them, or something. She would have done something. I felt like she, maybe not kill, but like she would have done something. I felt like she was too smart for them. So uh, the the son, I don't think he's as smart. In no. my opinion, I don't think so. Um, so I don't see it happening. And. Um, also, what was, what was the other reason? Um, yeah, I just don't see it. I just didn't see it happening at all because their plan, I mean, his plan of like killing that guy didn't work either. His, he was just, he was just not that brilliant. The, mm-hmm. the only reason why I would say that there is a possibility that they, they could have maybe have gotten money and, and maybe, this is a maybe, this is not really what I really believe in, but I, I, did, I did toy with this idea. Was that I think I think it would have been a possibility that they would have gotten the house in the future and that plan would have worked somehow. Because I think because the way the, the movie is named Parasite, it's almost like they're already implanted in that house. Like the father is there already. He's there. <laughs> you know? mm. And I think that's what like parasites do. They just end up like overtaking everything. So mm. it would be a fascinating thought to be like, well, the father's already there. And as a family, like, they, they can't really be separated. So I think if he's already there, somehow it would have grown, grown. And like, somehow, maybe it, it could have happened. And the end, the end result is that they just took over that house. Mm. Yeah. That was an idea I was playing with. I thought it was, I think yeah. it was very interesting. But I, 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 I'm going for the other one. But it just didn't happen. No, same. <laughs> I, I'm more inclined to believe that it's never going to happen. Yeah, um, it's, it's just his little pipe dream. Um, yeah, because also, how long can the father like really survive down there? You know. Yeah. And and sooner or later, whenever he's sneaking up upstairs to like get food or whatever, someone's gonna catch him. Yeah. Right. And and then the other thing that didn't make sense to me though actually was the was the lighting, the lights. Yeah. When when he's like pressing the um the switch to to send out the Morse code. Mm-hmm. Why are those switches down in that bunker? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think because uh they they explained that it was a bunker in case like the North Koreans uh, would come. So I think 
I think those switches would have been linked to like above ground to some Morse code. That's oh. what I assumed, actually. I don't know. Oh, okay, that makes they, sense. Yeah, I don't think they say it in the film, but I just assumed I'm like, oh, because in case like they need help from up above, yeah, by by like the South Korean army or something, and or you know, yeah. back then they they needed all that survival. That makes yeah, that makes sense. Thing, you know, well, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, that yeah, that makes yeah. sense now. <laughs> yeah, but it is <clears> interesting <throat> that like, I guess. Well, I don't know. I guess when you buy a house, you don't really question where the electricity is coming from. <laughs> right. Personally, yeah. Right. Or if you're that rich, there. just or, or maybe there is actually another switch somewhere, but you know, yeah. um, like a main switch. But I mean, there's um, the sensors. So I guess there is. Yeah. Mm, in their head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, uh, what I also found, what I found um, interesting was actually prior to watching it, you know, when before you click on play it tells you what genre the movie is i was like why does it say comedy (laughs) yeah well i think i think the way the film was described from what i remember is that it's it's comedic it's comedic at some point when the family like gets i guess in the beginning ish but then when it all goes wrong it's like it just it just goes south yeah i mean for me even before even before watching it i was like i don't i i i i I sort of knew the reason for not watching it to begin with because because i generally don't do like horror like slash thriller movies Mm -hmm. i i i I don't usually scare myself with those movies so so that's why it, it took me ages to watch it but then when i when when I finally got around to watching it and this said comedy slash thriller. I was like, is this wrongly categorized? Anyway, so then I started watching. I was like, oh, actually the first half is sort of slightly comedic. Um, and I was like, oh God, which just which means the thriller, the thriller part of it is just gonna be awful. Um and it wasn't that bad, but still I was like, oh no. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. <laughs> the woman fell down like like stone so so when she when she just walks over to the basement door and just like back kick it like kicks back to, and that was um, great. That was i was like that was great timing but also how does the wife not hear any of that it's funny that she didn't even kick her she just tapped her with her feet <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it wasn't like that how she just like yeah. a, a, a slight like Funky kick, but um, but how is it the, that the wife didn't hear any of that? Didn't hear her screaming as she came up the stairs. Didn't hear her falling down the stairs. Like nothing. Well, <laughs> Just I totally that, oblivious. I think. Well, yeah. I mean, she was because it it starts off with the wife being so naive and oblivious to everything. Mm. She's really out of touch with reality because she. She wasn't working. She was just at home oh, she in was that like big that. house, yeah. and she was like, yeah. she believed everything that was mm. being told, like said to her. Um, mm. And she was so unaware of her surroundings, even though she, she so had good. a big, beautiful house, and she had like all this abundance around her. She was totally oblivious to all of it. Mm. So I think, because and- out of out of all the characters that did enter the kitchen, it was only her, and. Mm. Had it been the father, I think he would have no, because he he did notice like a little like cer- certain things, like certain nuances, like especially with the chauffeur, like he noticed like certain behavioral uh, issues with the chauffeur. So had it been mm-hmm. the father walking into the kitchen, I think he would have been like, something's right. wrong. <laughs> but then, see, yeah. and then right before that happened, right before they came home, you know, the 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 the, the poor family. Um, um like wrecked the house and you know broken glasses in the living room floor and like chips and alcohol and everything they just swept it under the sofa and under the table and then like a couple of scenes afterwards it's all gone but whilst they were still sneaking around i was like come on (laughs) yeah that i know that that kind of bothered me a little bit i'm like all right guys like this is a great film but i noticed the the continuity there was not right (laughs) yeah and like she broke glass on the floor she cut herself she bled yeah then continued sweeping everything and then 
the the parks the um the, the 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 rich husband and wife end up sleeping on the couch but didn't notice any of the trash that was supposed to be there or any of the broken glass yeah or like maybe didn't cut themselves on like a tiny shard of glass either so i was like mm, i think they would have been found out at that t- at, i think they should have been found out at that point in time already. yeah they're so close my heart it's funny that like that this genre was comedy slash thriller because my i can't i can't remember at what point my heart started pounding Mm. but there was a point where like my heart was like non-stop pounding yeah for me it was when they were sneaking out from under the table and then then the parents are woken up as the um, poor father, father is like crawling. Mm, yeah. I don't know why he was crawling like that on the floor, but sliding. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know why he was doing that, <laughs> but um, but uh, it was at that point I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh no, my, my, heart. my heart started pounding when they start when when they were all all at the uh, in the living room together drinking and eating. Because I was like, there is no way that they can get away with this. And then it started getting worse. As soon as it started raining, I was like, oh, they're going to come home. Why are they going to camp mm. outside in the rain? They're rich and they're wealthy. Like, wealthy people don't mm. get their feet dirty. They don't, they don't mm. step on mud. <laughs> so mm. I, was, I was freaking out because I was just like, are they going to come home? Are they going to ring the doorbell? And when, they rang the, when, when that woman rang the doorbell, I was like, oh my fucking God, it's mad. What happened to her face? Yeah, okay, that's something that I didn't get, that wasn't clear. Like, And they even that asked never, her. They, that was never addressed, which kind of made it, it actually, I think it reveals part of her character too. It's like, she was also, which we don't, we don't really see the lives outside of the house of that woman and her husband, if you really think about it, right? So it's like, it does reveal like, where did she come from and what's her life outside mm. of this house? Because... For the yeah. family, for the family that did instill themselves into the household, we saw what their lives were like, right? We saw them in the basement, you know, we saw mm. their, um, what they were eating, we saw all of that. But with her, like, we never, we never saw not mm. one bit of that. So we don't even know. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it could well have, it could well have to do with um, her husband's debt problems. Um, yeah. But I mean, yeah, the fact that he asked her what was wrong with her face and all she said was, we'll talk about it later and then that was it yeah. <laughs> but okay so we're not going to talk about it later yeah. <laughs> she's she a mystery in herself like her and her husband huh. but it was really nice though but where that 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 little flashback moment where it's just her and her husband in the, in the house and like the sun's coming through the windows and they're listening to records i was like, that's a really nice moment and then cue the fight between both between the family and 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 and, and themselves um oddly was, that moment was probably the most peaceful moment of the whole film yeah i really liked it which is really <laughs> sad because i was like oh this is nice like you felt you felt the mm. warmth of the sun and them dancing mm. and quiet and slow and, mm. and romantic you know it was actually kind of romantic mm. and that was it that was the only like slice of life that we got out of the whole film if you really think about it. Oh, oh for sure. For sure. That made me start yeah. thinking about it. Because I felt sorry for them, too. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. To, like, have to, like, sequester your husband in, like, a bunker for, like, four years is kind of wild. Yeah. In a weird way, though, it's it does... I think what makes this so relate, relatable is because... This is like this is what happens between. I, I think it happens between classes, right? It's like, mm. and this happens all over the world. Um, I remember I had this conversation with my aunt. Oh my god, what? Which? What were we talking? We're talking about a country. I forgot. I think I don't know if it was India. I don't know. If we were talking about something else, but oh no, it was Shanghai. She was talking about Shanghai. We were talking about Shanghai. And she was saying to me that she loves Shanghai because I, I I've been to Shanghai twice and um, I lived there for a month and my 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 aunt has been there a couple of times and she mm. said one thing she doesn't like about Shanghai is that unfortunately all, all of the people who work in Shanghai they live outside Shanghai and they live in like 
in a poorer district and like little bungalows and, and things like that. And I told mm. her, I said, well, isn't, isn't it like that around the world? It's like that right. in every country and every city. It happens in New York too. And it happens in like, you know, in, um, in any country that you could like name off the top of your head. And I just feel like this film kind of shows that in itself, right? It's like these two worlds like living in one, but they're so separated from each other physically. And in order for people to survive in poorer districts, it's like they have to thrive off the wealthy. And the people who are wealthy have no idea that these mm. people are living like this. And I feel like that's kind of, I think what that woman, um, the, the housekeeper, like that was a perfect representation of that because we were like, wait, like, where is she coming from? Where does she live? Where has she been this whole time? And it's like, mm. we don't even know that. We can't even picture or imagine it. Mm. And it's kind of mm. like this wealthy family will never know or they don't even know like what kind of life she lives. Mm. They have no idea. They didn't, when they sent her <laughs> off, they didn't, they didn't even... They, they sent her off and they didn't even like know where she's going. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it, 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 it's it's funny you um yeah it's not yeah it, it's funny that you that you mentioned that as well because I just recently I was just going through the you know, the old the old um, BuzzFeed articles there, there was actually there's there, there's a BuzzFeed post that that is uh, let me find it I can't remember what, I can't remember what what the headline was but um, it was something to do with like uh rich people um and and how out of touch they were yeah and i read some of them and some of them were like kind of crazy like um like um oh yeah someone like if if you were to park in a handicap spot and you're obviously not handicapped you'd only be fined 250 dollars but i can't deal with the rain so i'm just going to park in the handicap um parking lot oh rather God. than like walking <laughs> because yeah, to them 250 is like 250 is like nothing right nothing yes <laughs> um <laughs> whereas for some people it's like no that's my bills like what are you talking about <laughs> yeah let me, let me find it because it made me it made me laugh it was so ridiculous it was just so it was just a bunch of stories about how out of touch rich people were um, oh yeah, yeah. The, the specific story was the person who thought um, it's not illegal for me to park in handicapped spaces. It just costs two hundred fifty dollars if I get caught. I'd rather not deal with the rain today. Said completely honestly, that is what we call fuck you money. Yeah. <laughs> so remember, punishable uh, punishable by fine equals legal for the rich. Yeah. I think I think this film I think this film really did a good job of painting that picture of what it means to be out of sight yeah. and out of mind. And it's, and yeah. it's not. Oh yeah. So so so, so the headline of the article was um, rich uh, is a uh, rich kids syndrome stories. Oh my um, god! Make you send it. Yeah, for sure. It's really it's really really funny. It's I I'll, I'll send it to you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> rich kids syndrome stories. Um, there are some really gnarly ones in there. It's kind of like, crazy. oh my god! Like, like the college kid who couldn't survive on a thousand dollars a week. <laughs> oh my god! Stop it! You know what this reminds me of? Have you ever seen the movie? Uh, I know, I know, we're, I know we're veering off from the, the uh, from Parasite at the moment, but just real quickly, have you ever seen Bling Ring? Seen what? Bling Ring. The Bling Ring. Bling Ring. Oh, Bling Ring. Right. Oh, is this on Netflix? Yeah, yeah. I think it's on Netflix, yeah. It's a Sofia Coppola film. Oh no. No, I haven't seen that one. But there but there's another show on Netflix called um Bling Something. Um oh Bling God. Empire. The college people couldn't survive on a thousand dollars a week. It's so dumb. Wow. But no, yes, no, right. there, there there's another um series on Netflix called um Bling Empire. Um, it's more like a reality TV thing. I've not seen it, but I've just like seen clips of it, and I'm just like, this is just rich people, um, being so out of touch. It's just a bunch of like really, it's it's a bunch of literally crazy rich Asians, um, just spending their money. 
This is crazy. My college roommate's mom gave him $1,400 for the weekend just randomly. Here's what I want to say, though, real quickly. I don't want to, like, I'm not going to shit on people for having, for just being rich and wealthy and having money. It's, like, it's, it's whatever the case may be. You have the money, you have the money. But, like, the fact that there's, the fact that there's no values being taught or morals being taught about, like, how people earn certain things mm. or like how people like earn living or like how the, the world works or anything like that the fact that that's not even being taught is a problem because mm. how is this how are these this person says my college roommate's mom gave him fourteen hundred dollars for the weekend it's like dude you as a mother why are you even doing that <laughs> right it's it's crazy but then read on to the end because it gets even worse it's like these, these these kids, and it's not even like these. And I'm not gonna. I'm gonna say it. Like it's not these kids' fault. Like they're being taught that this is okay, and this is why oh, they no, grew up. To sure. be, this is why they grew up to be such fucked up adults. For oh, sure. I, I, but 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 I, I, read, I read out loud to the end because it's 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 hilarious. Should, should I like? Wait, hold on. Wait. Hold on. I don't know which one to read first because I'm like scared. <laughs> read, read the fourteen hundred dollar one first. Oh, the fourteen hundred dollar one. Oh, I just passed it. Um. Yeah. yeah this read one. it out loud. My college roommate's mom gave him fucking $1,400, quote-unquote, for the weekend, just randomly. He blew through the whole thing by Saturday and asked his mom for more money? What? And was screaming at her because she promised him $1,400 for the weekend, and he spent most of what she gave him on Friday, which isn't even part of the weekend. (laughs) I love how they have Mr. Krabs from SpongeBob just showering himself with money. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. It's... Oh but, yeah, yeah, here we go. Yeah, it's, not, uh, it's, it's not illegal for me to park in handicapped spaces. It just costs two hundred fifty dollars mm-hmm. if I get caught. I'd rather not deal with the rain today. Said mm-hmm. completely honestly, this is what we call fucking money. Remember, punishable by fine equals <laughs> legal for legal for the rich. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's the reality that they, they live in. Let's see. It's, it's kind of just really wild. Uh, there, 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 there was another one which made me laugh as well. Oh, wait, this one's funny. Um, I worked for this kid who was a good kid, but completely oh. disconnected from financial reality, re- reality for most people. He just moved out from West, from another state, and was trying to get on, like, normal adults. He went to buy a new car and was shocked mm-hmm. that you, just, you couldn't just bill his dad for it since they didn't know him. He ordered a bottle of wine at a restaurant, and the, the sommelier said, certainly, sir. And then whispered, just for your knowledge, sir, the bottle is $700. He looked straight at him and asked, is that a lot? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Th- th- this is a good one. Uh, right. So, my friend is a commercial pilot and works for a large company that has a flight department consisting of several jets and turboprop airplanes. The owner's kids and a group of their friends were granted permission to take one of the jets from the central part of the U.S. to the Bahamas. Upon arriving in the Bahamas, they were meeting other friends and getting on a very, very large yacht for a week. They realized the yacht was equipped with fine dining food, not the type of food they liked, uh, junk food. Uh, they ordered the pilots to fly, back th- to fly back through U.S. Customs into their hometown in the Midwest. Once there, they had to pick up multiple sides of barbecue ribs, burgers, hot dogs, soda, beer, and piles of other junk food and fly back to the Bahamas. And, and do so within a time frame that still allowed allowed them to leave with the yacht on time. It costs roughly $5,000 an hour to operate the jet they were using. And it never even struck the owners as something extreme. Wow. That makes me kind of sad, actually. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, give me the money instead. <laughs> yeah but, but you know what the, uh, the problem that i see with like all of this is like unfortunately like these kids don't have life experiences yeah it's just like just completely oblivious to it's, to, it's really to really real sad and it, and it also kind of like taps into the idea of like um again straying away from this conversation but like it, it, it's these kids will never get to be able to know who they are as people mm. it's actually kind mm. of sad mm. Because, I don't know, it's like, they're so in touch with, like, their maternal life, material life, and, like, um, external, like, I said maternal, <laughs> external and, like, material life that they just, I don't know, like, they have no space of awareness, even for their own selves. Like, it's it's mm. kind of sad. 
Mm. But then I guess, you know, I guess, I guess that fits in well with, with, with Parasite, right? Yeah. Is there, you know, the rich people are that little out of touch. Yeah, I mean, the fact that the woman said that she hasn't taken a subway for years. Mm. I mean, if you're like an elderly female, I can get that because you probably don't want to ride the subway. But like, the way mm. that the woman, the way that the woman related to it as if like she can vaguely yeah. remember from like yeah. a long ago reality that yeah. like she hasn't taken and, and And even, even the, um, you know, the, the, the scenes following when she decided to just throw this impromptu birthday party for her son and yeah. uh, she's having she's having um uh, the the other father the poor father like just follow her around um while she's doing all this shopping and she's on her phone to her rich friends and like yeah. and like uh, you know having rich people conversations um whilst he's you know whilst he's carrying her her groceries for her and she's just whilst he's carrying her, her groceries for her packing the groceries while she's just on the phone being a little obnoxious about it yeah yeah but yeah, yeah that, that was a very obnoxious scene because it, it just it go it ties in with again her her obliviousness of everything mm. she's just not paying attention mm. she's in a grocery store and she's not even touching anything really yeah, picks up right. she picks up like a, a few packets of like meat or something but like that's it that's all yeah. she's doing she's not even helping like the guy like organize or pack the bag yeah. i don't know there's something really weird about it yeah. um it's very interesting but, oh, <laughs> the total, like um i just remembered this the uh the the bit where where um the housekeeper and her husband are fighting the family in the in the living room. Mm-hmm. What made me laugh was the daughter decided to just get away from it, go to the <laughs> fridge, and take out a bag of peaches to yeah, rub in her face. Yeah, I was like, that is some fucked up. That is like, the that daughter, is brutal. The daughter was like the only one that was that. I don't know if I want to use the word intelligent. She was just a survivalist out of all of them. Yeah. Because she just she just did it right away. And they're all like scrambling on each other and grabbing each other. And she's like, fuck this shit. She just went straight to uh, the Yeah, ranch. I'm going to get peaches because she's <laughs> fucking allergic to them. And I'm going to rub yeah. it all over her face. Yeah, like she knew exactly what to do to her opponent. Uh, <laughs> she's her like, opponent's weakness. It was, so, it was kind of great. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> peaches. <laughs> oh, great! I think yes. the only thing that was like normal in the film was—I mean, I guess, I guess the kids, the younger kids, were the most like unproblematic part mm. of the film. How so? I mean, they didn't really. Well, the son, the son was—he was the only one that was pointing out the things that the parents should have known. Well, like, first of all, I mean, the, the ghost in the basement was obviously the guy mm. that was hiding in the basement. And, you know, the parents just thought that he was having an episode. But in reality, it's like, no, he saw the people living in the basement. <laughs> mm. And um, he also distinguished, like, the fact that they were the, they, the family was related. Mm. like he said it in front of his parents again like oh like they smell the same and like he's he's pointing out right then and there that, that they're all mm. related and mm. like they just kind of that was it they didn't really but also I, I i i thought i was curious why the housekeeper didn't just send the video well if she were to send the video then she would have gotten in trouble too right but like oh, at that point it's just, you know just go down with it <laughs> yeah i mean all go down for it it's interesting because like even though they were all survivalists survivalists like they're all trying to survive mm. for their own cause but they weren't they weren't really the most intelligent either mm. i no. mean the fact that they fell down the stairs i got so angry at that moment I'm oh like, my god me too i was so me pissed. too i was I like was what so the fuck are you doing like why did why why did all three of them go down there? Only one of them should have gone down if they really wanted to go down. 
either that or just don't go down so at all but like ridiculous i got so angry as soon as they fell i was like that's it this movie's done They're yeah all done. no no Everyone's no, no. <laughs> I, I i totally agree i think that was roughly when i started getting getting annoyed with it yeah i was starting getting annoyed with with all of them it was over at that point it was over there was like literally no point in return <laughs> at that point like you know how in script they say to write to make sure you write the no point in return like that was it that was that was it like, no, was no like, fucking annoying me now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was literally getting annoyed at that point from from then on forth i'm like these guys are all idiots yeah. all <laughs> damn it it was like it was a borderline slapstick, but it was like the stakes are too high to like fuck around like this. But yeah. um, but yeah, I, yes, that was when things started to get. I was over it. It's like nope, nope, these guys are idiots. They should all. I think I think that's also why I'm like she should have just sent the the the, the fucking video. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because they could just yeah just go down with it. I don't know. <laughs> They yeah. weren't the most strategic either, so I guess. I mean, it was it, it it was very clever how how they all in, instilled themselves in 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 the um, rich family's life. To be honest, it was um, clever, but they didn't have they didn't really have an end goal. No. They didn't have like like I think I think they were. It was like it was kind of like a high, right? Like. When you're in the moment doing things, like everything's kind of working off for you because you're in a high, you're in the zone, you're in the moment, but you're not thinking of the mm. consequences, right? Mm. So you're not like it's like dating someone for the first time and like, you know, it's like fire, like and you're you're hanging out with somebody, mm. maybe like sleeping with them and like things feel really good and like things feel great and you're in this high, but you're not thinking about like the consequences of like what's happening mm. in the moment of like a relationship right it's like it's kind of happening there too like they're in this high they're kind of in the zone and they get too excited and then suddenly they're not even thinking about like what's gonna happen if this person finds out they're not they don't think about like the end goal they're not thinking they're because like at some point they talk about oh they need to get out of the basement they need to like move out out of there but they never did they, mm. that was it that was like, the end of the conversation like they mention it and that's it and i'm like and i thought I don't know why I thought that they that was gonna happen in the film. I thought they were gonna show the family moving on up too, but they, they didn't. They just mm. stayed where they are, and I was like, "Why are they not moving fast enough to like get? Don't they want to get out of there? Don't they want to like live in a nicer place?" But like, I don't even think they were thinking like that either, because they don't really talk about like they don't talk about how they can move on up either, right? It's like when you get a job, when you have a career, it's like you know that you're gonna move on. In this direction, you're gonna move out to this neighborhood. You're gonna move to a better house and better home. Get Wi-Fi. They couldn't have Wi-Fi, you know, like yeah. all these. And none yeah. of that was happening. They were staying in the same place, and they were not evolving at all. Mm. Mm. So, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> but I just find it. Yeah, I just find like it was clever that how it was happening, but like at the same time, nothing was gonna happen. I think I think I think that's the point of it. It's just it's just like a it's just like a vicious cycle of just plateauing. Yeah. For them, oh, yeah. And, and sort of hopelessness. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, because that was driving me crazy. I guess in my mind, I'm just like I always want better in life and to move on to the next thing and blah blah. blah. But they were mm. just like they went back to the same place. Yeah. Yeah. And even even the father did too. I mean, he's like back in a basement too, if you really think about it. Mm. Just in a different no, location. For sure. sure. But it's a good movie, though. It's a good movie. <laughs> it's a great film. It's a great, great film. Thank you for listening to episode two on the Every Shade Podcast, season two. Stay tuned for episode three next week.